There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. And Trey Castles. And we have an amazing special guest today, Dr. Cole Woolley. And he is from Utah. He is a analytical chemist, and he has his PhD. And you are just awesome and informative and I love your personality. You've always been fun. Every time we've seen you, you're full of energy, full of life, and... I love that you're a science nerd, but it's a mad scientist. The mad sci- no, but you also travel and you've traveled around the world a lot. And I'm just so fascinated by your whole life of accomplishments. Yeah, it's interesting. Most when I started into analytical chemistry, I thought, okay, I'll be working every day close to my home and I'll never have to travel. But in, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, the Lord has provided other means, and I have traveled almost 30 to 40% in every job that I've had in the last 30 years. Wow. And internationally, too. Italy, Japan, Germany, all over the place. When I came to Young Living in 2009, I told Gary Young, Gary, I can travel. Just put me on the road and I'll travel. And he he did it. Yeah, he did what you asked. <laughs> and seeing yeah. seeing some of your pictures, it's it's almost like you look like a archaeologist or a paleontologist and slash travel slash uh, chemist. I mean, you were doing all of it in one. Maybe not the paleontology part. Yeah. So, like for instance, when Gary asked me to go to Oman in February of 2010, basically he said, you know, I want you to get the distillery running, and I want you to have enough sacred frankincense, essential oil for convention in June, which was basically, you know, five months away, and build a distillery while you're there and work on research with the frankincense trail while you're there. No big deal, so, right? Yeah, I had to do everything that actually Gary does, which was chemistry, archaeology, storytelling, you know, it's all about the story. Absolutely. And so I spent a lot of time researching the story of the people of Oman and the people who harvest the frankincense 
and the frankincense trees and where they grow, and then the frankincense trail. So that was just one project at Young Living, and I really enjoyed it. So just so everyone knows, because there's a lot of people, we haven't really talked a whole lot about essential oils on our podcast. This is a health and wellness podcast, but we're whole health and we talk about a variety of subjects, but we've mentioned essential oils a few times. So just so people know, Dr. Cole Woolley has worked on a ton of projects through the years, like he said, since 2009 with the Young Living and Young Living is an essential oil company that started out as a very small farm with just a little lavender farm. And now here they are a multi-billion dollar company with farms and distilleries all around the world. And it is put into people's homes and into their hands through independent distributors, which is what I am. And we have people like you who are behind the scenes, who have been in the grind doing the work. And it's beautiful work too, because y'all are actually in the fields. It's not, you're not just in a white coat in a lab room trying to create these synthetic fragrances or anything. You guys are actually out in the field harvesting and then you're doing the essential work to see how these work how the oils work and the jobs and and then making sure that they are what they are supposed to be because as we all know if they don't contain the right chemicals then the right natural chemicals then they're toast and they're tossed out so how did you start with young living what brought you in in 2009 it started in 2007 when i was a consultant and one of my clients was young living and they wanted me to help them with certain projects. I worked on Inner Defense. It was a dietary supplement with basically antibacterial essential oils in them. Then they wanted to hire me, and it took them a couple of years to, to hire <laughs> me. So I started with them full-time in 2009, and I basically started in the marketing group. And back then, R&D was kind of a small group like three or four people. Oh, wow. And then Gary asked me to be in charge of R&D. And it just went from there. Now would be research and development. Yeah, research and development. And so, you know, I, I like research and development. But when I worked with Gary at Young Living for six years, I really enjoyed developing farms with him, whether it was his corporate farms that were completely owned by Young Living or the partner farms. Now, partner farms was a brand new division of farms. They didn't have a partner farm until we started the Oman with sacred frankincense. Partner farms are great because they don't require the company to lay out a lot of capital, hire a lot of people. Instead, they open up an avenue for a person within the company, within the country, to own the, own the company and then provide the product exclusively for Young Living. And one can, you know, I was able to basically open up six partner farms in six years doing that. And the cost was minimal. We were able to get new and exotic essential oils from different countries like Taiwan and Oman, Dubai, China, Australia by doing this method. With that method, you opened up a company inside that country. Were you still able to maintain the level of control that you would want to ensure the quality coming out of that farm? Yeah. So each one of the people who owned the partner farms usually met Gary Young. And basically, it was a handshake. (laughs) Here, Gary, I promise you that I will. Old school. I think each one of those owners of the partner farms also has some kind of contract with Young Living. But Mm -hmm. the most important thing was this uh, handshake and agreement with Gary Young and with me, by the way. You know, I mean, they, I basically helped find some of these managers or owners of these farms. And so they were, we have a good friendship even today. That's awesome. We share a lot of communication. Even when I have not been working with the company, they still communicate with, with, with me as a friend. In other countries, a handshake is pretty much just as solid as a signed piece of paper, if not more. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, they have so everybody can understand. In Oman, there were not outside countries coming in and harvesting 
essential oils, especially frankincense that's so sacred to their land. These trees are 800 years old and you can't just go in and harvest it any old way. So when they partnered with Gary Young and and said, yes, we will partner with you. We will exclusively sell our frankincense to you only. That's that's not normal. That just didn't happen, right? Yeah. So if you go on online to Facebook, I, I prepared a number of stories and photos of the complete history of the farm there in Oman under the hashtag YL Oman Farm in Facebook. And those stories basically tell you that the the locals have the right to harvest the frankincense. And these are frankincense trees that grow in the wild. And nobody plants them. And the only people that are supposed to harvest from them are the local people who have been there about 5,000 years, the tribes. Wow. And these tribes are originated from the the great, 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 great grandsons of Noah who migrated down into the Arabian Peninsula on the edges, usually where there's water. It gives me chills. These people are fairly tall, quite skinny. The families are big, usually 13 to 16 children. They're basically pre-Arabs. They were before, they predate Abraham. So that's why some people call them pre-Arabs. They are uh, a fascinating people. The people in Oman where frankincense harvests are called Shahra or Mahra. They're the two major tribes. And we work with them to, to harvest and then... Uh, We don't do the harvesting ourselves. And in fact, it was very important, and it's always been very important, that when negotiations were being created, that I stepped away as much as possible from local negotiations so that the local owner of the farms, let's say Dr. Suhail, Mahmoud Suhail in Oman, he's the owner of the Young Living Oman Farm, he would do the negotiations in his own language, and he would usually get a much better deal, a much more secure. Everything was much better if he did the negotiations. I just got it started. Right. So, for instance, in, uh, in June of 2010, when we launched Sacred Frankincense Essential Oil at the convention, then I had distilled personally about 87 kilos of the essential oil. And after that, I didn't distill anymore. Dr. Suhail hired some workers and they did the distillation from then on. And I basically walked away. Your job was done. Yeah, my job was done. And actually Gary said, hey, I need you in Taiwan. Well, (laughs) I went to Taiwan. It it was a, a lot of jumping from country to country to get new and exotic essential oils for the owner of Young Living. This is what Gary Young did. He would, I always wanted people to understand that every essential oil that Young Living has is so precious and has a story behind it. There is a story and there is an escapade. There was a journey to discover that particular essential oil. For example, the Pili farm in the Philippines. So Gary Young traveled there and had to discover some various plants. He was trained to understand how to find these plants in the wild and then do his research talking to locals and then distill it and then understand the biochemistry of it and then say, hey, this is something that we need to explore more of. So that's where you would come into the picture, right? Sounds like he would, he would have already done some research to find the gold and then say, hey, Dr. Woolley, I found the gold. You put this project together. Yeah, and I would do a lot of the fine-tuning and the legwork to do that. In the meantime, Gary was back maybe in America, like he created the a huge farm in Idaho. During the time I was there, he also created a farm in British Columbia. He was finishing up a farm. You know, I mean, these are hundreds and thousands of acre farms. The one in Ecuador that he has, he was finishing up about 30,000 Ylang Ylang trees, working with the people with his farm manager there. I mean, Gary had constantly working on farm projects. That was the love of his life was mm-hmm. working on really the supply chain 
that provides the best quality essential oils. And that's what he wanted. I want to know exactly from the very beginning to the very end, which Young Living calls the seed to seal process. I want to have control of that entire process so I have the best quality essential oils. Tell us about the soil. Whenever Young Living either finds a potential partner farm or they decide to open their own corporate farm, what is the condition that the soil has to be in before they will even consider it? That's an interesting question because in Oman, the trees are wild. And so the trees grow in limestone and there's no pesticides, no herbicides at all that are sprayed on the trees there. When Gary started a farm in Croatia, for instance, he found virgin land that was just basically rocky soil that no farmer would ever want. He went in there and pounded the rocks down. The soil end up, ended up being basically hillocrism, is the wild plant that he was trying to, mm-hmm. to plant. Domesticate is what the word is. He was trying to domesticate it. And so the plant grows well in loose rocky soil. So it didn't matter if the boulders, the the size of the rocks were this big, or even some that were this big, as long as he could plant the plant and then harvest it later on. And hillocrysum is one of those plants that you can just basically cut off the top and then it keeps growing back, right? That's right. That's correct. And just to give everyone an example, the roots don't have any benefit. So if they were to go and just grab that whole plant and pull it out, and have the roots in there, then essentially you would, no pun intended, you would have a diluted essential oil because you would have roots in there that had no benefit whatsoever. So competitor companies that will pay another farm or just for wild helichrysum, whatever, they will go in by the pound and purchase. And so of course, they're going to get all the roots and then you're going to have a more, I wouldn't say tainted but you're gonna have a more diluted essential oil. That's not as powerful. This is one problem with the supply chains for essential oils. If a, if a plant like helichrysum is generally found in the wild and harvested in the wild, then unfortunately, when they grab the plant, sometimes they pull it up from the roots and you can't just stick it down in the ground mm-hmm. after you take off the top because all you're looking for is the top. And so helichrysum, it's called wild crafting. Wild crafting means you harvest it from the wild and hopefully you harvest just the one species. Wild crafting is good way to get started with essential oils, but the next step is domestication. And that's what Gary did. He bought land, he invested to build a distillery there, and then he planted helichrysum in rows so that a harvester could come along Uh, When it was ripe, when it was flowering, yellow flowers, then he could harvest it. And that was what Gary did his entire life, is tried to do that as much as possible. But some things like frankincense, it's pretty difficult right now to domesticate the tree, put it on farms, and then harvest it. It really has not been proven yet successfully. I find fascinating the frankincense trees because it's, it's almost like getting out syrup you have to, but that's how it kind of looks coming out of the tree. It's like a sap, right? Yes, it is a sap. But whenever they do that, it has to be perfectly carved off. You have to perfectly carve the tree so that you're not damaging the tree. I mean, these are 800-year-old trees, 800-plus years old. You have to harvest properly. Yes, and, and what's interesting is after they, they make three collections of the resin over a month and a half period, usually during the very hot season of March, April, and May. That's when their hottest time of the year happens. And that's when the sap flows better. And after they collect that third collection, they collect every two weeks, then they stop the collecting and the the scab grows over the wound that the harvester made. And then the tree just heals itself. And usually six to eight months later, it's the scab flakes off. It's usually a black scab. It flakes off and underneath is a a green bark that's just as clean as ever. It's beautiful. Just like a scrape on your leg. The tree knows how to to heal itself and they don't over harvest on a tree because these these are their trees. 
they respect their land. Yeah, the, officially the tribes that are in these areas have a certain section of land where they can harvest, they can uh, raise their cattle, their camels, etc. And other tribes stay out of their land. So it's, it's kind of like it's their trees. Mm-hmm. And they don't want people fooling with them. Even people like me, they don't mind me taking photos, but they don't want me going in there and trying to harvest or collecting. You can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's thievery. I didn't want to do that. Not in, not in those countries either. No, not in those countries. They respect their land. Well, really any country, but I mean, yeah. Okay. Can you explain what, in your words, what an essential oil is for people who've never heard it before? That's a good, that's a good question. Essential oils come from plants that create an aroma and plants create sometimes an aroma, like a very common one that everybody knows is tomato plants. If you've grown a tomato plant, if you touch the tomato plant, it puts off an aroma. And that aroma basically says, insects don't eat me. It also says herbivores like cattle don't eat me. And usually that's what they're trying to to say to the outside world of the plant. Don't eat me. Stay away. Don't let your seeds drop here because they won't germinate. Essential oils do all of that. They are like a communication of the plant because a plant is growing up. It can't move left or right or up or down, basically. And so it sends out these essential oil chemicals, usually upon touch or like uh, with the frankincense tree when there's a when there's a wound. And those chemicals basically are ways to heal the plant or communicate with the outside world. Now, to get those out of the plant. Usually the plant, if it's domesticated, it's grown under uh, good conditions, and then it's harvested, and then it's put in a a distillation vat, and steam is run through it to bring out the essential oil, and then the essential oil becomes a vapor, and then the vapors are condensed in what's called a condenser, and then they're made into a liquid. So when in the very end, the essential oil is a liquid in a bottle comes from the plant that produces it using its biochemistry to that it used to do something specific. Where in humans, the same essential oil that the plants make, you know, humans don't want to say, hey, don't eat me, or I want to be healed right here. We have other needs. Uh, Essential oils or aromas are very good for humans in terms of helping us to be able to, it affects our our nervous system, our brains. It helps us feel alert. For instance, lavender is very well known that if you smell lavender flowers or lavender essential oils, you will relax. Your body will relax. Your nervous system will relax. If you want to try and study during that time, you're going to do, you're going to make more errors. Conversely, if you smell peppermint or peppermint plant, peppermint essential oil, your body will be alert, attentive, you'll, you'll do well in studying, emotionally you'll be very high. So with lavender, you'll be ready to sleep, with peppermint, you'll be ready to get excited and do something. To me, this is so fascinating. I'm the big essential oil nerd. I, I geek out on this, so I just love it. That's why I'm smiling ear to ear if you're watching this on the video. I think it's fascinating that God put food on our table or food in the garden. We talked about gardening last week and God's design for us and how that included gardening. And the Bible talks about that. And the Bible also talks and mentions essential oils. I mean, over 150 times, 160 times, something like that. Frankincense and myrrh to the stable with Jesus. Okay, I'm going to talk in my best country voice. If it's good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. Frankincense. You shouldn't do that anymore. I shouldn't do that anymore. I think it's good. So I just think it's fascinating that essential oils are put here not only for our our physical needs, just alone of physically needing to study or to support our immune systems in some way, but also for our emotional needs and nervous system needs, as well as our spiritual needs. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not the best person at meditation. I'm not the best at prayer. I My brain goes all over the place. And I use frankincense to help me during that time. And it helps me focus and relax. 
they've said that essential oils contain a different frequency. There's a different energy level per different oil. Can you tell us about that? Well, I'm not an expert on that one. That's I'm sorry. Okay. Frequency, basically vibrational frequency of everything. Everything has a vibrational frequency. It's very difficult. I remember when Gary Young first started telling me about measuring frequency of, of essential oils. He said, well, first of all, you can't be near any electronics. Well, you have an electronic device that's trying to measure it. <laughs> you can't be near humans. You can't be near traffic. You can't be near air traffic or, or car traffic. You can't be near, I mean, he basically said, you got to be in the middle of nowhere and your measuring device cannot influence the frequency or it has to be the background. So it's very, whatever, you know, the frequency is, it's very, very hard to measure. So I think frequency measurements of the body, the human body and parts of the human body is going to be a really big thing in this during this entire century, towards the end of the century, where they're going to figure out, oh, well, this is what your heart frequency should be. This is what mm -hmm. your liver frequency should be. And, you know, I've heard a lot about essential oils. I'm just not a physicist, so I don't know much about frequency of essential oils. I know a lot about the chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, uh, one of the chemistry things that people you know really don't know about is many times I've been asked what's the difference between the frankincense that grows in Somalia and the frankincense that grows in Oman are they the same well from a chemistry point of view uh, they kind of look similar but when you when as an analytical chemist you have a I have a number of different instruments that I can use to measure the different activities of the essential oil and one of them is called optical rotation, and another is called chiral GC. And in those measurements, we can actually prove that the Somalian frankincense and the Oman frankincense are quite distinct, very different. They have what's called uh, chiral molecules. Now, chiral molecules are basically like your, like your hand. You have a left hand and you have a right hand and you can't put one over the other. They are very distinct. It's called handedness in chemistry. And this handedness means a lot because the left hand version of a molecule, let's say like a compound called limonene, L-limonene or D-limonene. And D-limonene has one aroma like orange. It smells like orange and L-limonene smells like pine a little bit more piney. So the chemistry of essential oils is so, so unique. And this chiral chemistry is something that at Young Living, we started to work on the chiral chemistry and evaluating essential oils based on their chi chirality. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else. So that's one of the factors that makes all the work that I did at Young Living so unique is we brought in really good science into the exploration of the quality of essential oils. When you would harvest your essential oils and then distill it, there's hundreds of, if not thousands of constituents within that essential oil. Y'all would look at the main constituents and they would have to be all within a certain percentage for it to be deemed worthy of distribution. How did that, how, how did you, were you a part of that process? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's some plants are a little bit different. So if one, one person is harvesting peppermint or lavender, for instance, they wait till the certain flowering period and then they harvest and season to season, the chemistry is pretty similar. Meaning the main component is about 40% for peppermint. It's called menthol. And it should be between 38, you know, to 40 approximately. Well, if they get that every year, then that's classified as good peppermint. But sometimes a field maybe is harvested early and it might be, you know, the menthol content might be 36. Sometimes it's as high as 41. These are natural variations and they're all acceptable. What's interesting about frankincense is 
it's formed as a resin. You know, I should have had some here. I know where some is if I can walk away. But it's a it's a resin. It looks like a little piece of rock. And if it comes out fresh, it contains a lot of essential oils. About 80% of it is, is essential oil. But if it's allowed to dry, which they usually allow it to dry for three weeks in the sand, then it becomes not so sticky and it becomes hard so that they can actually separate pieces. This has been done for 5,000 years. And so when we, when we first started working on, on sacred frankincense in Oman, we wanted to get the resin when it right came from the tree with it being sticky. And it's really hard to break a 5,000 year old practice. They're like, that's we not how that works. It done. <laughs> it, it, it just, they just said, why? You know, we don't want to do it that way. And so we eventually said, well, just give it to us as you normally get it. So when you'd get, when we would get fresh, you know, that season frankincense, let's say like in, if it's harvested March, April, and May, if we were to get some in, in June and start distilling it, then the major component is called alpha pinene, and it would be anywhere from 60 to 80 percent. Whereas if the resin was in a storage area for almost a year, being allowed to maybe release some more of the essential oils while it was in storage, and then we distilled it, the alpha pining content might be as low as 30%. Now, does that make it a bad essential oil? No. In this case, I would say it's just a natural variation, but the components that really make a difference in frankincense are heavier molecules that are not like alpha pining. They're called sesquiterpenes, diterpenes, and triterpenes. And those don't vary that much. The world of essential oils has to allow for a little bit of natural variation, but we try to harvest and make that that difference a minimum so that the customers get the same quality product every bottle. This is the part that I think most people don't understand when they go to purchase essential oils. You can find essential oils on Amazon. You can find them in the grocery store. They sell them at Whole Foods. However, when you start really digging into how is this planted, where was it planted, who planted it, who harvested it, what part of the plant did they harvest, where was it distilled, after it was distilled and it, the, it became the essential oil, where did it go from there? Did it get sold at market and then was it cut, laced with anything? Where did it all go? And how many hands has it been into before it hit that bottle that says $5.99? Hmm. With, with Young Living Essential Oils, it's like Dr. Wooley said, from the seed, they are in charge of the entire process. They are in control of it from the seed until it seals in the bottle. And you've mentioned some amazing chemicals, alpha pinene, the dean limonene, the menthol, the lavender. These products or these chemicals that are in the essential oils, these have a huge benefit themselves. But also the sesquiterpenes, everybody, people are starting to learn a bit, little bit more about terpenes because of the whole CBD boom. Yeah. And terpenes have a whole there are a whole world of benefit as well. And all of these components need to be in the right levels and rich in these essential oils. And you can guarantee that with Young Living. Okay, there's a rumor. And the rumor says, Gary Young would not allow people to argue or have any hostility out on the fields. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> well, I kind of believe that. Gary's like that. He didn't want negative energy at all. And so I know that I was very positive. He never told me to be positive. I'm, I'm always a positive person, but I can imagine that, you know, I, I was saying before that plants produce essential oils to communicate with the outside environment. And there is scientific work that has proven that certain plants actually communicate with another species of plant growing next to it using essential oils. Well, they actually communicate with us too. Yeah. Like I said, when you touch a tomato plant and disturb it, to, if you're trying to pick the fruit, it basically says, it puts out the essential oils like in little puffs and says, stay away from me. Insects, stay away. I don't want you to come around because it's actually the, the essential oil of tomato is, is a little bit toxic. 
and you know, that's why we don't harvest it use it yeah we don't harvest it mm-hmm. you know that's what plants are trying to do is communicate so when we go out in the field we should be doing the same thing i mean there's probably people that i'm an avid botanist i talk to my plants i always have talked to plants i think of them as individuals as people too you know when i know that in this in the ceremony to harvest frankincense on oman there's a prayer to start out the season and basically they're saying thank you trees thank you for giving what you have to us and we accept your gift so i don't know it's it's not in our language it's in a language called shari but basically they're very thankful for what they for what they give get from the plants and we should all be thankful we sometimes forget it's kind of like I agree. If you ask a, a child, "Well, where does milk come from?" They'll say, "The store." Well, where do eggs come from? The store. <laughs> you know, they're really smart. They get them from the store. Everybody knows that. You know, our generations, the last three or four generations, have lost touch with where things come from. I agree. And so, at Young Living Essential Oils, they spend a lot of time talking about the story of the origin of the plants, where they're grown, how they're distilled, and then the product is, is shipped overseas usually. And what I like about Young Living is they have farms that you can visit. You can go to any of the farms or partner farms and visit the farm and see how the plants are grown, how the plants are harvested, how the distillation happens and the quality steps in essential oils. That's fascinating, especially for kids. They should all see this process of where essential oil comes from. I agree. This is this is something that Trey and I've tried to do with our kids, with our garden. We have a garden and anytime that I can get them to come out there with me to just pick something, whether it's herbs that I might be using to cook dinner or to grab some tomatoes or the cucumbers, I want them to be a part of the process. Even if they're complaining or not paying attention, my little one, he loves it, but they are older too. They're like, womp, womp. Well, I've, I've wanted to get them in the building side of it where we would, you know, till the, till the ground and plant the plants and, and have them be a part of that, that beginning stage and then see what it grows into so they can, they can see the whole process. But I think it's also amazing to see how you can, from one little seed, plant something that can grow this huge plant to create either your your produce or maybe it's a herb that I could use for cooking or if I was a young living essential oils I could distill it and use it for medicinal purposes and many other things. I just think it's amazing that plants can do all that. And the other thing I find wonderful is your plants in your house, they produce carbon dioxide. Produce oxygen. Excuse me, they they produce oxygen from carbon dioxide. <laughs> but they're breathing in carbon dioxide. Yeah. And here we are breathing in oxygen and producing carbon dioxide. Yeah. We are literally exchanging and we're both drinking water and we both require sunlight. Why wouldn't we both require a little love in here and there? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with your philosophy about families should bring nature to the kids. Everybody can grow a garden, even if it's just in a pot in their, on their patio, patio apartment. Anywhere. You can always grow a little bit of tomatoes, cucumbers, whatever, and let kids experience that. Have they ever grown like uh, carrots and seen how a carrot grows? Kids would love this. Yeah. Again, that's why I like Young Living Essential Oils. I love, like, I live in Highland, Utah, and if I drive uh, 40 miles away, I can go to a Young Living farm where they have lavender growing and clary sage we've been to that farm yeah it's a great farm it is and it's got a lot of animals there too i was actually wanting to go in a few weeks they show you how to weed Mm -hmm. how they hand weed how they mechanically weed they don't spray herbicides on the plants with the best practices in the industry this is what they do they don't use herbicides i went to a a field in Australia on the Gold Coast, and they were harvesting, I can't remember the name of the plant, 
and the people were out there weeding. They weed two or three days before the harvest to make sure that there's no weeds during the harvesting of the plant. Right. Because the weeds can change the aroma and be in the essential oil. So they make sure that, especially before the harvest, they clean it up. Was it Australian arachnifolia? No, I can't remember what it was. That one is a rather new one. Y'all used a lot of big words. It was uh, (laughs) lemon myrtle. Lemon myrtle. Oh, that one smells really good. It was the largest lemon myrtle farm in Australia. That is something that a lot of people don't know either, is that Young Living won't run these huge pieces of equipment over the fields. They are hand weeding and they're using old practices. And while we talked about earlier, Gary wouldn't allow the people to argue on the fields. That's that's what was told at one of the winter harvests to my friend who went up there. She said that not only would he not allow arguing or any sort of negative hostility around the plants because they would yield a different product, but also they would pray over the fields and he would pray over the fields. What I love is that Gary Young knew so much intuitively. God gave him a very deep knowledge that was later on proved from people like you who would go out and do the chemistry work. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not everything was totally understood, but he went for with the right idea and said, we are going to do it this way. And science proved it out. You know, Gary was very, you know, he passed away, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm, 2018. The only person I think of when I think of Gary that's similar that everybody else would know of is Walt Disney. Walt Disney was an imaginary person, a creative person, a visionary person, and the hardest working person you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I remember work, Gary came to Oman once. See, when I went to Oman, I stayed there for 30 days at a time. And then I had to leave. All I had to do was cross the border and go somewhere else and I come back. So like in 2010, I went there four times. Each time was 30 days. I mean, my kids missed me. My wife missed me. You know, Mm. it was just the thing to do to get the project done. And Gary showed up for three days and we worked right around 18 to 20 hours a day. Wow. Gary's a real hard worker. And so I remember sleeping maybe six hours in those three days and, you know, humorously told him at the, when he was leaving, Gary, I sure am glad you came because you helped us out and pointed us in the right direction. But I'm so glad you're leaving (laughs) so that I can get some sleep because I need a little bit more than uh, six hours sleep in three days. He was a really, really hard worker. He used to say, I'll sleep when when I get to heaven. I have plenty of time to sleep there. (laughs) A lot of people don't know Gary Young created products that were food supplements. And so he created the, it, what's now called multi-greens was true greens. And this was back in the late eighties, early nineties, I believe. Yeah. And he, he was creating these greens that people didn't, weren't taking, people weren't taking greens in a pill, but he knew the benefits of supplementing because he, he saw, and as a farmer himself, he knew, okay, the, a lot of the produce that's on the market today is not good. And then of course, bringing back his Ningxia red and infusing that with essential oils, he was pumping his body with a lot of a nutrition. Yeah. And then he was able to do the work that he did because he, you're right. He was not stopping. He was a good old-fashioned farmer out there in his boots, <laughs> on his horse with a plow, and then coming into this huge, massive company, corporate, the whole corporate side while he's out there in his boots. Just wild. He was a great man. Yeah. If he had his choice, he would have been on the farm 100% of the time. Visit him and tell him what's going on in, in, in the corporation. He would prefer to just be a farmer, have a farmer's hat, a cowboy hat or whatever, and just work on the farm. That's what he, that's what his love was, the plants and the distillation. Immense achievement. He, he achieved a lot in his lifetime. In fact, I estimate that Gary achieved about 175 years worth of, of most humans in his, in his lifetime. That's a lot of work. That's a lot. (laughs) Think about that for a second. When we think of how much we've done in our life, we think, okay, I I guess I've accomplished a lot. Gary accomplished five to six times what most humans accomplish in their lifetime. He's 
a very stellar person, a person that sometimes when you work with him, you can't understand him because he's thinking so far ahead. He would design a facility on a napkin, and then the next day he would assume that you were done constructing it. <laughs> That's how visionary he was because he could see it in his mind. Yeah. And then he just, you know, he wondered why it wasn't done yet. Why it wasn't done. We'd have to always say, Gary, these kind of things take three months or eight months or six months. That's how hard a worker he was and how visionary he was. It's amazing. It is amazing. I said it first. I have to say that I, that's 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 what my pro, that my problem is. I always see things so far ahead of what y'all do, and then y'all don't keep up with me because <laughs> because in my mind, I'm just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and it does. Uh, people can't understand why you want something done. And he was not on a lot of caffeine. <laughs> he was not. I know he wasn't on. But you're visionary. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm definitely a visionary. And I think that's why I connected with him so well. But even though I only met him a few times, he spoke and I was at a lot of, of events where he spoke at. And I just, yeah. I listened. I felt like I had some sort of relation with him. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But well, how much are you working with Young Living now? We've got to get our podcast wrapped up here, but are you working with Young Living now or doing any projects for them right now? Well, I just moved from Idaho to Utah recently and I'm still moving into my house that I've had. I came to convention. They invited me to come to convention. I stood at the Oman Frankincense booth mm -hmm. and talked a lot of stories, gave a lot of stories. And again, a lot of the stories I put on Facebook. So go to yeah. hashtag YL Oman Farm if you want to search for those. You'll find my Facebook page. And if you if you follow it, I think you can see them sequentially mm -hmm. and read them sequentially. That's the good way to do it. So I attended that. And right now I'm 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 basically just chilling out at my house, you know, like semi-retired, but I have another 10 years of work and I'm my education and my experience make me very valuable. So I would hope that Young Living would bring me on. You know, there's a lot of things I could do. I'd love to be able to to teach people about essential oils and teach about a farming practice and teach about what Gary was like. So yeah, that's what I hope for for the next 10 years. A lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience yeah. in there. Well, I, I see this after Gary Young died, I was really sad about it. And I didn't really know where the company was going to go because he was so much a soul, the soul of the company. And things weren't the same over the past couple of years. Now, a lot of things haven't been the same the past two years, but even so much more with Young Living, you know, there's just been a lot of changes and I felt a little uneasy at times about where the company was going. But when I went this year and I heard Jacob Young speak, I saw Gary Young in him so much. And people don't know that Mary Young, Gary Young's wife, is she is the visionary on the marketing side. She's the businesswoman. And so the two of them together are who created this amazing company. It's multi-billion dollar company, Young Living. And then now here we have Jacob Young, who is really only what, 19, 20? How old is he? I think he's 22 now. 22. He's literally 50% Gary Young and 50% Mary Young. Yeah. And he, I, I, it just hit, hit me hard. And I saw him speak and I saw the passion in him. And those boys were homeschooled. So they were flying with Gary Young all around the world. They were going on all kinds of escapades. And there's a lot of future for Young Living. And I'm so excited to just have something that I'm passionate about to be a part of. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you will be there too. Yeah, and the new generation, I mean, with Jacob and his brother jo Joseph's to some degree, we'll see what happens. They will spark the interest of their generation, Generation Z or Generation whatever, mm -hmm. to be able to be passionate about essential oils. Yeah, I, I'd say Jacob reminds me a lot of Gary. Mm -hmm. He reminds me a lot. I mean, getting out there and doing uh, jousting, <laughs> uh, that was all Gary. Oh, yeah. Gary was afraid of nothing. He was afraid of nothing. It's a great way to live. And uh, Jacob is kind of following in those footsteps. There's many things that Gary did that I wouldn't dare try. He was, he was a daredevil. He was totally a daredevil. He was wild. Yeah. So 
but being a daredevil in essential oils, I like that. I can follow him on that. <laughs> I could do that all day long. So that was fun working with Gary as a daredevil in essential oils. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It was really nice to it's a pleasure to catch up with you at convention and see your face there again. I was really excited to see you, yeah. and I hope to see more of you. And I have no no doubt that we will. So thank you so much, and thank everyone for listening. You're very welcome. Have a great day. It was a pleasure being on your your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. All Take right. care. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.